Hello, Dubs. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh, my name is Chris, in case you forgot. And my name is Dubs. Yeah, no, I remembered. <laughs> uh, holy shit. We are seconds off of watching the final trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie. What? That movie doesn't have to go that hard. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's you know, you know why I think it goes so hard? Why? Because they know they have to. Yeah. They know they have to off of what's happened before. Off of the, the last Super Mario Brothers movie. And the expectations with the names they listed for the cast. Ooh. That was intense. <laughs> Holy shit. That was some Mad Max Rainbow. There, there were so many fucking little details in there. Yeah. Yeah. He there was Oh my god, they did the, I think it was the N64, they did the N64 Rainbow Road shortcut where you fall off the map and then you land on the other side, but he lands on a Koopa, turns the Koopa into a shell, throws that (laughs) shell into another car, like, holy shit, wow, and uh, I will say, I think, what's that, the third trailer we've seen, I hate Chris Pratt's voice the least in this one. He, really? He did like a little Brooklyn accent and like you could hear a little bit more uh, where he try he did like a half-assed one in w- at least one of the other trailers. But in this one, he's, he's like from Brooklyn, which I like. So, okay. That was a uh, good Charlie Day. Seems good. Charlie Day. I almost couldn't tell it was Charlie Day. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Jack Black is Bowser. It's just fucking. It's it perfect. just keeps getting better. And it better. is. Yeah, it, it's it's perfect. <laughs> it's it's the perfect match. <laughs> they have some like four year old playing a Luma from Super Mario Galaxy. <laughs> Talking about the sweet release of death is the only escape. Wasn't that was not on my uh, Mario trailer bingo sheet. <laughs> I mean, look cute, but he's very cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, that looks fun as fuck. It looks really. That movie's gonna be a huge hit. I think there's something nice about about this movie now that I could say, and that is I think movies for a while, and Marvel is the reason why, Marvel hit a weird cocktail of we're fun, we're funny, we're emotional, we're a serious action movie, we're the, we're the total fucking package, and you're going to buy into a franchise. Yeah. And I think some movies forgot to just be fun. Yeah. Which is why I remember giving a much higher rating than you for Black Adam. Because I was saying it was just a fun movie. Yeah. Just a fun movie. That's all it was. It was just a fun movie. Um, And I think this and Dungeons and Dragons that's coming out. So they know that they can just have fun. Yeah. It's just, why don't we just have a fun action packed movie? Hopefully. Yeah. Because we don't have those anymore. Dungeons and Dragons does seem really fun. I think from what I've seen. At least the trailers are doing a good job of nailing the tone of Dungeons and Dragons. At least what it is for me. Um, although it does look pretty generic. I think the people who are naysaying the movie don't quite get Dungeons and Dragons. And they're like, oh, it just looks like a generic fantasy action movie. It's like, yep, that's what Dungeons and Dragons is. <laughs> and I love it. And they're they're nailing it. Yeah. But like, there's the group of good guys. One of them sassy. One of them takes himself too seriously. One of them's a goofy sidekick. And there's the bad guy, and he's a blah blah blah. And then there's the, the kind of nameless henchman. And it's like, yes, that is correct. <laughs> that that is why I am going to the theater on release day. Yes. Um, I actually have some uh, some fun plans with some of my friends. We're gonna watch the '80s or '90s, maybe. I think it's '90s Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, right before going to see this new Mario movie. Oh my god. And then we're going to watch uh, Monsters and Mazes, which is a 
Dungeons and Dragons inspired movie where they couldn't get the rights to Dungeons and Dragons starring a uh, teenage Tom Hanks as one of the the players uh, who plays monsters and mazes. So we're going to watch that, which it's apparently abysmal. Uh, so we're going to watch that and then go see Dungeons and Dragons. But there are uh, there's at least one other Dungeons and Dragons movie, but we were going to do uh, the shittiest version. <laughs> um Maybe just to put them in more perspective. perspective. Yeah, perspective of where you're coming from. <laughs> look yeah. what we've had. Yeah. And now look what we have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pumped. <sighs> I am excited. We got Fast and the Furious 10 coming out. <laughs> I got to watch you groan to that trailer. <laughs> Jason Momoa's in it. No? no? Nothing there? I don't care. All right. I, don't... I need... You're not a true fan. I don't think you could get me to go... If you paid for it, what if I paid you? <laughs> I'll cover your ticket and give you a coupon for a free ticket. I would as I, an apology. I, I would. I would feel bad. Why wasting my money? Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be a waste. I remember I got talked into seeing a Fast and Furious movie by my lady friend. Yeah, and I went. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's usually what happens when you go to see movies. Well, I said, I don't want to see it, but if you want to see it, I will go if you want me to go with you. Yeah, it's very nice of you. She said, I want you to go. Yeah. Okay. And I went. Okay. And when the movie ended, my thought process immediately went to, that was a real waste of my time. Do you remember which one you saw? Do you remember anything that happened in it? I think it was the submarine one. Okay, yeah, that one that one was my favorite. That was eight. The f- eight of the Furious. <laughs> Isn't this one the end? Yes. I mean that <laughs> Is this the final? So that's what they're saying, like, witness the end of the saga, blah blah blah. But from what I've heard, they're doing the part one, part two thing. But nowhere in the marketing for this does it say it's part one. How funny would it be if the movie ends and Toretto becomes Iron Man just has the ability, just just nanobots, <laughs> just boop, and just nanobots himself and trans, and then his transformers, and then he his lower torso literally, can turn into a a car. I was trying to pitch this to one of my friends at work who is like <laughs> has seen like all the Fast and Furious movies, but hates them like you, <laughs> but he's seen like all of them. And I was like, what if he's driving down, he's getting chased by some bad guys or whatever, and like his car isn't reacting correctly, and then he looks down at his steering wheel, and he's like, wait, this is my car, and he sees some weird robot symbol on the steering wheel, it's the Autobot <laughs> symbol, and then it <laughs> turns into a fucking Autobot, and he's like, see, I would go to that movie <laughs> if they just randomly tied in Fast and the Furious and Transformers. Um, I would see that movie. That right? I would that see would be, it. I would that, go see it then. That so that feeling that you have of yeah, that sounds dumb and awesome. That's me going to every Fast and the Furious movie. You like, seriously yeah, is- find en- enjoyment from it. Five, six, and seven are cinematic masterpieces because they're so over the top and stupid that they're just, they're undeniably fun. Uh, so yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, eight, the submarine one, I wasn't super into, and I actually haven't seen nine. Uh, so I got to do Which one is nine? Uh, Charlize Theron is in it. And I've they, seen that one. Uh, spoilers, literally go to space. <laughs> oh, I've seen that one. I've seen that one. I've seen that one. And then she has like a satellite or something. She yeah. has some control of something. I saw that one. I saw that one at home. Yeah. But yeah, that was... <laughs> 
five really opened the doors for that franchise. It took until the fifth movie. Because the re- ninth one was when Tyree says it. He goes, why are we in a car in space? <laughs> yep. None of this makes sense. It's always Tyrese who's <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing? Oh, it's so good. It's so bad. I no, can't. they're very good. It's, it's very one, good. One, two, three was fine. One, two, no, more than fine. One, two, three was good. One was great. One know? was... Yes. Too too fast, too furious in Miami. That was that was pretty dumb. It was fun, but it was pretty stupid. Three was Tokyo Drift. Three is fucking amazing. Three is fire. And uh, that's it. End it. Four is Done. dog shit. Ended at three. <laughs> five. Five. They're bringing Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Ended at three. Nope. And it gets amazing. Six just goes off the deep end and is batshit crazy. What happens in six? Uh, six, I believe, is the one with the flip car. The car that looks like a Formula One car with a ramp on the front, and it would just it would pull heists. The bad guy had a flip car, and he would pull a heist, and then he would drive into cop cars and flip them up. Who was the, the bad air. guy in that one? Um, he was a British guy, Jason Statham. Uh, Jason Statham's brother. Oh, in, in the yeah. universe. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. spoilers, he dies. That, that guy always and has then, facial hair. And yeah. then at the post credit scene. Jason Statham, you find out he's the one who, spoilers, kills Han from Tokyo Drift, and then uh, the, the car blows up or whatever, and then Jason Statham is like, Oi, Dominic Toretto, I got a problem with you. You killed my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then Seven is the one with Jason Statham, and the one with like the 17-mile-long runway <laughs> where they, they're in the cargo plane that's taking off for like 25 minutes. Um, so that, that, that was that one. Seven is also Seven's my favorite one. That's the one where they parachute cars out onto a mountain and then chase an armored bus up a mountain. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh my god. I I had tears of joy watching the trailer for that one. Why? Cause <laughs> I was so excited for how stupid it was. It's it's the writer has openly said that he gets ideas from his like five-year-old son when he's playing with like Hot Wheels. Like his son, like his car like went off a ramp and went into a helicopter. The helicopter was flying and the car went into the helicopter and then the helicopter flies away with the car in it. And he goes, that sounds pretty cool. I'm going to put that in the next movie. <laughs> and that is how they're written. You cannot deny that that is pure and amazing and fun. That's why, that's why it's so cool. What if a car was in this tall building in Dubai and jumped out of the building and landed in another building? The problem with Too Fast, Too Furious was that it was too... It was too furious. No, it was too... <laughs> we get it. It was, it was a little speedier than you wanted it to be. And a little fast. And a no, little too fast no, for no, my no. blood. It was... They tried to do it in the same 90s style yeah. of Fast and Furious, and it was it came out just when that was fading, yeah, and exactly. it had a little too much cheesy factor because It was immediately aged, it. yeah. It, it, that's, Paul Walker had, like, bleached tips. It was Ludacris aged. had a big afro. It was aged the second it came out, and yeah. that was the problem with it, and that's why everybody felt that way. Yeah. I think, overall, it wasn't a bad story. Sure. Because that was the one when they raced the muscle cars. Uh, for was, pink slips, that's oh yes, yes, yes in in Miami, yeah, yeah, and that was really cool. That was a, like I think they they were, 
I think that movie was fine. I think the style of it was the problem of that movie. Yeah. And then, of course, Tokyo Drift was such a great spinoff take. Yeah. And the fact that it ended with Toretto. End it. That's it. The franchise is good. It's good. <laughs> no, it's not. Or at the That's very least, or at the very least, just do the rock movies. So then you have those two additional. You're at five. There's there's like five movies with the rock. That no, no the first two. Five, six, seven, Hobbs and Shaw. No, the first two. I just think the first eight, two. Nine and ten. Just ten. the first two. Yeah. Just I, the first two. Is it Vin Diesel and The Rock who can't work together? Yes. They like hate each other? They can't. So The Rock wasn't in nine, I don't think. And nine. Seven, and he's not in ten. ten. He's not in ten. And I don't know if he was in eight. And then Hobbs and Shaw was uh, a Fast and Furious universe movie, but without... <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Here, Okay, wait, wait, wait. You ready? Stupid fun, crazy enjoyment. That, what you just described from... What was your favorite movie? Seven? Seven. I got that from Hobbs and Shaw. It, but yeah. That was a genuine, genuinely fun movie that I enjoyed. For, and it was stupid and just fun. And I liked it. And yeah. that was... That's the only movie outside the first three that i will put my time into to watch all right everything else is complete dog shit yeah on purpose for some reason it's dog shit on purpose let me hit you with this it's a train wreck that it that's what it is it's a car crash no pun intended it's a train wreck that people like to watch and they find entertainment from it uh it's a train wreck that knows it's a train wreck so it says what's the coolest way we could wreck this train and that's so fun but it's so expected no. Oh, this is... Oh, yeah, okay. Cool. No, no, no. There's a moment in the seventh one where Dwayne The Rock Johnson gets his arm broken. Someone, like, hits it with a pipe or something. So, like, should shatter his arm. And he's got a big cast on. And it's a full shoulder cast. So he's got a 90 degree... Locked in at a 90 degrees. And bad guys start infiltrating the building that he works in. Like, the FBI or something. I know and he's scene. on the phone with his daughter. And he says, I gotta go, baby. Daddy's gotta go to work. And he just flexes <laughs> his arm. <laughs> breaks out of the the cast just shatters it straightens his arm which is locked 90 degree in the cast rips it off a guy walks in and he literally rock bottoms him <laughs> through a table <laughs> he did his signature wrestling move after hulk ripping out of his own cast <laughs> with one hand he doesn't even use the other hand or like a, a lever system to help he just crunch and then rock bottoms a guy oh sorry and then a drone a piloted drone with a gatling gun on the front of it i think someone like drives a car up into it it crashes and then <laughs> there's more bad guys coming hulk walks up or not hulk the rock walks I, I i confuse him with the hulk uh the rock walks up to the thing rips the gatling gun out of the drone and shoots it at the guys coming in the cars like it knows what it's doing and it gives us the most amount of it that it possibly can it just pumps the stupid action into your eyeballs and it doesn't stop it's so good it's so good and then they started to kind of waver in quality and we'll see about this 10th one but five six seven are cinematic masterpieces but you really got to watch one two three four to get the story and the backstory and then you might as well watch eight nine ten and Hobbs and shaw while you're at it it's like half the length of the mcu <laughs> the the fast cinematic universe it's it's the worst one. The far. worst universe? It's the worst universe by It's far. worse than DC? Yeah. Jesus, man. Oh, yeah. 
Yikes. Wonder Woman alone beats every single Fast and Furious movie. All right. I will... Suicide Squad? Oh, that was way more stupid fun. Get out of town. Oh, 100%. You're saying Suicide Squad is better than Fast and Furious 7? Yes. Incorrect. Oh, without Agreed a shadow to disagree. of a doubt. Without a next, shadow of a doubt. Next topic, please. Without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> okay, you want the next topic? Yeah. All right. Training day. Training day. So here's my update on training day. Still haven't watched it. Okay. I only think about it when I'm sitting in this room with you. So maybe I'll set up. Oh, here we go. Hey, Siri, remind me to watch training day in like two days. Uh, added. Watch training day in like. And she's going to remind me on the 11th. <laughs> so that's so for those of you wondering why I keep doing this as a joke, it's because I think it was. Uh. Yeah, whenever I wrote it. Yeah. Um, long story short, Chris Cross has never seen the movie with Ethan Hawke and Denzel Washington, Training Day. Right. Also arguably known as Denzel Washington's greatest performance. Yeah, I'm sure some people say that. And here's the funny thing. I don't recommend a lot to you. Okay. Do I? Agree to disagree. <laughs> I don't recommend a lot of movies for you to watch. A good chunk of our notes list is things that you've recommended that I watch. Well, that's because this is a three-year list of accumulation (laughs) because you don't follow through on what I say. So when I I ask your question, like, oh, have you seen Tenet back when Tenet came out? And you said, no. I said, oh, you should watch it. It's a neat movie. I'm really curious about your take on it. He said, okay. So whenever Tenet came out, that's when I brought that up. Yeah. And that's why it's still on this list. When Midnight Gospel was released on Netflix. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, you got to watch Midnight Gospel. You're like, when Training Day was released in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, probably not. And then Training Day. Um, yeah, so... Just, I'll watch it one day. It's just the fact that Chris hasn't seen Training Day. You know I'm going to surprise you with it when I yes, do ever Yes, but you know, what, you know what's funny? I hounded you a lot for The Harder They Fall. Yeah. Because I was worried that they, it, that movie was going to be taken off of I Netflix. Think it, it did. And I think that's what got you to watch it, because you only had a window left. I think I watched it two days before it left. <laughs> yeah, but then you you didn't regret it. No, I loved it. It You're was like, great. It was a great movie. If anybody like, can go find that movie, it's awesome. Yeah. And I was like, the whole cast great. is amazing. The story I, was cool. I, I Yeah, I wanted to get your input on it, and that was perfect. Yeah. Um, That's how I feel about Training Day. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, I want won't your be reaction. Disappointed. Yeah, I want, yeah. Well, I don't think you'll be disappointed. <laughs> I'm just so curious because it is an older movie, too. Sure. So it's definitely done in that gritty yeah older style it like you could tell this was made for vhs or something yeah. like that <laughs> <laughs> no you know what it's okay okay maybe this will make sense you know that stylish of film of, of shooting films they used to do with the with the black and blue cinemark like the ladders that the one, new line cinema new line not yeah. Cinemark, yeah new line cinema it's that the the God, it's, <laughs> it's that vibe it's, it's that vibe it's like fellowship of the ring ass shit it's that vibe yeah <laughs> which makes me think of um oh my gosh what was that movie what was that movie oh um a movie that's free on youtube for uh, right now okay it's free on youtube you don't need a membership to anything it's just free for some reason because youtube is trying to get people to watch and subscribe if you have youtube and you've never seen this movie i recommend you watch it it's a fantastic movie I can't wait to hear what it's called. (laughs) When we were young? When we were young. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. No. We were soldiers, not when we were young. Sorry. (laughs) The Mel Gibson war movie? Yeah. Okay. We were soldiers. You've seen that, right? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'll just say this. Whatever your opinions are, you, 
Chris sitting across from me and yes. you, the listener. Whatever your opinions are of Mel Gibson, you can have your opinions on Mel Gibson as a person. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. God damn, he can act. <laughs> yeah. God damn, he can act. He has a very specific style of acting. He's not quite Nick Cage, but he's got his own flavor. What do you mean by that? Like, Nick Cage plays a bunch of different roles, and they're all 50% that role, 50% Nick Cage. Like, you always see the character, and you see Nick Cage. Like, Nick Cage has never disappeared into a role. Yeah. Neither has Mel Gibson. I see. I, I, well, I think the problem with both of them is that they are so strong as characters just in everyday life. Sure. It's the yeah, Brad Pitt yeah. problem, right? Mm-hmm. Everything you see with Brad Pitt is always just that's Brad Pitt. Yeah. You know, you can't yeah, yeah, really yeah. get away from it. Um, you're right. Because I was thinking, I think of two performances, three performances by Mel Gibson. I think we all think the same. Uh, Braveheart. Yep. The Patriot. Yep. And for me, just because most recently, it's uh, We Were Soldiers. Yeah. And I would say Signs would be my third one. Really? Yeah. I love that movie. Okay. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like he plays different variations of similar characters, mm-hmm. but he's kind of the, and then you have all the lethal weapons, right? Oh yeah. 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 It's just, he's that dramatic action mm-hmm. guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, uh, something tragic happens that drives him into action due to revenge. Like, Patriot, his son gets shot, and then he's like, I'm going to kill every British soldier I can. Oh, then, yeah. Yeah. Th- and then that scene was so good. Yeah. When he... Out in front of his house? Yeah, when he goes into... He runs upstairs into his burning house, and he pulls out his fucking weapons the, and the, the fire. The musket and the... The musket the and the hatchets. hatchets. <laughs> yeah. And he comes out, and he throws his rifles to his, like, eight-year-old kids. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like Heath Ledger. Yeah, no, not, Heath Ledger wasn't in that first one. It was like his two oh, like. Interesting. Yeah, it yeah. was like his eight year old and his ten year old. He was like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, let's go. Like, yeah, move light, move fast, and they just <laughs> run. And I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and then he's planting up in the trees. Yeah, and he pulls him aside. He's like, okay, remember what I taught you? And then he like the, covers himself in mud or some shit. <laughs> no, he's just all sweaty because yeah. it, it's like colonial time, so you have to wear breeches <laughs> and like south. long sleeve shirts. Yeah, and I remember. Yeah, yeah, and the kids. That was such a good scene because these two kids are just like. <laughs> literally <laughs> okay he goes sorry kids mel gibson's your dad <laughs> yeah. and then the character goes do you remember i taught you and they all go aim small miss small he goes aim small miss small and he goes, <laughs> oh, wow you remember this movie it was it's a good movie yeah it's a good movie it's a really good movie also i say that line all the time in call of duty <laughs> to my, I got it to my squad. I, uh, I go, all right, boys. Aim small, miss small. Let's go. <laughs> Jesus. Do any of them know what it means? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, that was the first R-rated movie I've seen. Really? Because I watched it. Uh, my social studies teacher in like sixth grade. I want to say maybe younger than that. Around that, I think fifth sixth seventh grade sent a note home to our parents saying we are learning about the revolutionary war and i think a movie that demonstrates it really well is the patriot it is rated r so i would recommend that you watch it with your children if you want to it does contain 
uh, lots violence. of violence, <laughs> lots of graphic <laughs> violence, insane violence, insane graphic which, violence. Which uh, I don't think that was illustrated as strongly as my parents would have wanted, <laughs> because a man gets his fucking head blown off with a cannonball and a leg and a leg. I remember the leg I thought about as a little fucking kid <laughs> for months, because that one. That one like really sells the power of a cannonball. Yes. Because it wasn't like it just boom like shot the leg off. Because that as a kid I'd be like, whoa, he got his leg blown off. But it like bounces across the field. And it was like, hey, what if a bowling ball was going a hundred miles an hour yes. across a field? You're not gonna stop that and it's just gonna roll through your leg. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened. And that's what we saw. And it that's why it stuck with me. Um, people get shot, Mel Gibson fucking hatchets people in the scalps face. people. Scalps people. Oh, but, yeah, he throws a fucking, like, <laughs> throwing axe a motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> Which was so, uh, as a kid, I was like, was it really like this, though? <laughs> I don't think there were yeah, you could throw dudes hatches. going gorilla in the woods, like, 100%. taking out a troop. Really? That, that was the story of the character, how he learned from um, fighting Native Americans. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, why that's he right. has the, the, his hatchets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 um, oh native but american tactics have been used as a kid i was like this is rad as fuck <laughs> but some of those scenes haunted me so maybe not the wisest decision of my social studies teacher at the time um the my first r-rated movie i think was saving Pever ryan damn that's another one yeah i that's... think <laughs> 10 minutes in it's just like hey welcome to r-rated movies <laughs> this is what they're all like <laughs> i don't know if the, i think I think it was. Damn. I'm trying to remember. I think it was. Wait, what? I don't remember. I don't. I I think actually my first R-rated movie may have been The Towering Inferno, if that was R. The Towering Inferno. Giant new building in Los Angeles. There's a ton of people in it and a fire breaks out in the building. And it's like really hard to put the fire out and it keeps spreading and people are stuck and people are trying to evacuate and stuff like that. It's like a horror movie, but the horror is the fire in the building and people are trying to find ways mm. around it. Like there's one part where they have to break a window and like shimmy down like a fire hose, like 10 floors to the break fire hose is like straining. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And yeah. like slowly slipping yeah. closer to the window and they have to like break a window to get back in underneath the fire and shit like, like hurry that. Up, hurry up. Hurry up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. scared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, my aunt used to show me like all the movies that I wasn't allowed to see. Like my cool aunt, I would go over for like sleepovers. She would watch me for the weekend and she'd be like, all right, do you want to watch alien or die hard <laughs> or towering inferno? <laughs> but I, I think Patriot was the first. That may have been mine then as well. Cause I remember watching it a yeah. lot and it was so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Anyways, Mel Gibson. Mel any, Gibson. And anyways, uh, We Were Soldiers on YouTube. Is free on YouTube. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it and you're curious to what it's about, it's yeah. uh, it's not a super gory... I mean, it's a violent movie. It's not super gory, but it's a violent movie. Um, but it's really just about the Vietnam War. Got it. Oh, interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought it was like World War II. No, it's uh, about the Vietnam War and more specifically the use of Hueys. In combat, what does that stand for? Hueys are a uh, it's a style of carrier chopper. Oh, okay. Essentially, it was the first implementation of carrier choppers being used for uh, like hot dropping troops in and yeah. out of uh, uh, zones, like oh, yeah. fighting zones. So it was like really switching over to like how do we quickly deploy troops into hot zones and Got get it, them yeah. out. And it was the first real test of like, cool, 
here's a Huey squadron and you have to go land deep into enemy territory. Yeah. And you have to establish a forward base camp. Yeah. Uh, forward operations base. That's basically what it was. Yeah. And it was like the learnings of being in that position of like, okay. Figuring it out as you go kind of thing. Figuring it out, how to support, how to get people out, how to get people in. It's like, really interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. And I'm immediately That's why when you watch it in it. <laughs> when you watch the movie, it's it's a lot of focus on the on the choppers because it was showing just the power of yeah. aerial support of like, hey, choppers can come in and bring you reinforcements. Choppers are coming in and dropping off ammo and supplies. Choppers are coming in and getting medical, like doing medical evacs. That's super interesting because that's such a thing in every depiction of the Vietnam War is the the guys jumping out of helicopters like the helicopter barely touches down seven guys get out of it and then it leaves. But yeah, you never really think that's like that's that's the first war that they did that in. Mm -hmm. And this movie like kind of is about that. That's interesting. Right. Because the war before that was Korea. I think Korea was before because it was was in the 50s. World War Two and then Korea Korea, and Vietnam and then Vietnam. Desert, Middle and then East Desert Storm. Storm, and then Iraq, Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. I'll give that a watch. I watched um, the Greatest Beer Run Ever with my dad on Apple TV. Did you, did you see the trailer for that one? Um, why? Really entertaining movie. Uh, touching, but also like wild that it is like heavily based off a true story. Like it pretty much went down like this. Who's in it? Uh, Zac Efron. Zach Efron. Uh, do you know the plot of it? Now that you said Zach Efron, I think I may have seen the trailer. Bunch of uh, bunch of drinking buddies. It takes place during the Vietnam War. Bunch of drinking buddies at this bar. It's like the guys who always go to the bar on Friday nights or whatever. Um, and it's like a small town local bar. Like half the group gets um, drafted. Uh, drafted for Vietnam. And then they're talking and they're like hanging out and they're like, ah, oh, man, I hope those guys are doing okay. Oh, man, I really wish, I bet they they wish they were here and they could just like crack open a beer. And Zach Efron is like, I would go bring him a, I would bring him some beers. And they're like, yeah, okay. He's like, no, I'm serious. He's like, uh, like a piece of shit guy. He like doesn't really do anything with his life. He's a kind of like a, uh, like a loner, like moocher and stuff like that. So I was like, no, I'm going to do it. So they like make a bet or whatever that he won't actually do it. The bartender loads up a duffel bag full of PBRs for him. And they're like, all right, good luck. And he just fucking goes to Vietnam. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just does it. And it happened. Like he like kind of snuck onto a ship. He just said like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. And they're like, okay, whatever. And he just like, hitchhikes hitchhikes to vietnam on like a naval carrier and then gets off and like sheer happenstance one of the first people he walks into is like one of his buddies or whatever they're like oh hey i'm here and like gives him some beers and then he's like i'm trying to find the other guys and then he's like oh they're deployed here and here and here Uh, and like that guy passed away and stuff like that um and then he just he tries to like hit each guy and it he gets further and further like into the thick of Vietnam and like by the end of it it's like fucking platoon like so, oh okay so is that like comedy no it's funny but it's like I don't know it's in between a comedy and like a war movie but it's so Tropic Thunder no Tropic Thunder <laughs> is fucking hilarious uh, <laughs> oh and it, it like takes itself funny it takes itself seriously but there are funny moments in it um but yeah it's crazy but like it, it there are like firefights like vietnamese versus american firefights yeah. uh. that he's like has this duffel bag and he's like <laughs> running through um but it's like not really comical he's like i hope i don't die <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, kind yeah, of thing. yeah no it 
there's sorry not to get on a, a tangent <laughs> i will always laugh at the scene in tropic thunder when robert downey jr <laughs> when he said like I, they were like does anybody speak what is it uh Whatever language of the yeah. country, and he goes, I, I learned, I learned a little for a role. I could pass by. And <laughs> he shows up with Jack Black on the water. Yeah. <laughs> and all with his see, face painted. Yeah, and all you see are his eyes just like widening as he talks about, and the captions are yeah. hilarious. Oh my gosh. That is still to this day, I think, the funniest movie made. It's the the best straight up comedy movie to me is is that. Just pure laughs. It's just pure laugh just ridiculous <laughs> amounts of humor. Just it is it is absurdly funny. It is like it just hits the nail on the head over and over and over again and then when when rdj's character loses his mind and <laughs> he starts reverting back yeah. through all the characters and, I, and jay barishal i think is the guy in the room with him he's like okay man are you okay <laughs> like okay like what's happening he's like four method acts deep yeah. into these characters and it starts breaking his mind and he unravels on screen so like props to rdj it is impressive acting to jump around between all those characters like he did oh and really Jay good Marshall is next to him just like what the fuck what the fuck is going on you gotta tell me like, yeah um anyways anyways i do want to say he this. was nominated for best uh supporting actor in a comedy for that did he he didn't win though did he? i think that was the heath ledger year oh god you're not beating that yeah um yeah he was he was in the running for that holy shit because oh I remember God, somebody said that so at, a, at an award uh, ceremony, right? So this next award nominates the next nominee is a man who just like a clown, <laughs> someone who's in blackface. <laughs> you know, it was like a man who portrayed an American man who portrayed an Australian man who portrayed a black American man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In a movie of uh, where he portrayed a soldier in the Vietnam War. Yep, and, and was, then. <laughs> And also an Australian man portraying an American man dressed as a clown. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I will say this. And, and tell me, because now that we're talking about when you were young and you first saw an R-rated movie, yeah. and it was the fucking Patriot. Uh, <laughs> I just went all in. Yeah, that's just going all out. That's, I was about to make... I want you to be proud of me. I was about to say a very crude, crass metaphor, and I held it back. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Our listeners, thank you. Yes, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Um, I used to watch movies like Black Hawk Down and We Were Soldiers and The Patriot and Saving Private Ryan and uh, Thin Red Line Ooh. and Platoon. Behind Enemy Lines. Behind Enemy Lines. Just all these war movies, right? Yeah, I did too. And I used to have some type of reverence to it and i do still think it's it's a very much a very brave act to be in those positions as a job but now that i'm older mm. and i watch stuff like i just watched we were soldiers last night mm -hmm. and well i was skipping through it but there's so much more that i understand now in the scenes that show the gravity of the situation. There's a very emotional scene in We Were Soldiers where they're just getting ready to deploy. Mm -hmm. 
And that is such a hard five minutes mm. to see that. Yeah. And to see them say good, like say goodbye to their families. Yeah. 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 And walk to the bus and yeah. they're walking down their suburban street with street lights and they have the trash out for trash day. Yep. And to see them in the next scene, they're in the fucking bush. Yeah, yeah. And it's just thinking, I can't imagine not having some type of emotional, like psychological damage mm. from just that type of experience of going to war. And I know, I know, because I have friends who, who have been deployed. I know... In modern times, 40 to 50% of the time, deployment is sitting on your ass and mm. jerking off. I get it. I get it. I know that. <laughs> I've, yeah. been, I've been told plenty of stories about that. I understand that. And then there's the other side of it, though, where I do know people who have been deployed that won't talk about what they had to do mm-hmm. and what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so crazy to me to see how people can... And this is what all the training is in the military, but to get through those moments is so crazy to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how often you've heard bullets go off. Mm, not in a place where bullets shouldn't be going off. Well, let me put it this way. <laughs> the only time I've heard bullets go off, they are going off in a controlled manner in a direction that is being... <laughs> Agreed upon yeah. by all parties. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Right. Wow. What a way to say that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> and, it's just, and that alone is still, uh, until you get used to it, yeah. is still a violent. There's like a visceral reaction to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah, 100%. There's a visceral reaction to the bang. Yeah. And people talk about it. They go, they call it, it's, it's, it, you're scared of the bang. Yeah. It's literally the detonation of a yeah, primer yeah, yeah. that's so fucking like wow it's so fucking loud yeah, it's a right? little explosion in the thing yeah holding, and it's yeah. going in the direction you want it to and yeah. you're still jumping right and now imagine that shit coming back at you yeah 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 that's insane and just seeing the situations that they go through there's a speech that he gives when they get the green light to get deployed mm-hmm. and it's a speech he gives to his his troops and it's such imagine just being in line hearing that from your manager <laughs> imagine just your senior manager yeah or in the uh imagine your director Got standing it. there and saying we're going overseas i cannot promise that all of you will come home alive but i will promise you that i will be the first off the first off the chopper to touch the ground and the last to leave the battlefield damn but just just imagine yourself standing there realizing that like this job I signed up for, I'm in my early 20s or mid-20s. I'm not guaranteed that I will survive the next six months. Yeah. That's gnarly. Right? And it's free on YouTube. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I feel like the older I've gotten, the more I've appreciated just the gravity of those moments. Yeah. And Black Hawk yeah, Down yeah, yeah. 2 is crazy because Black Hawk Down, I mean... For those who were wondering, uh, we were soldiers is also a true story, mm. based off of the actual uh, general, uh, general major, yeah, 
who wrote the book about that experience. That all happened. Interesting. Which is fucking insane. But Black Hawk Down also actually happened, which was also insane if you haven't seen it before. Yeah. No, I've seen that one a few times. That one's great. That's also insane. Like, all that shit happens. Like, those two guys that just got cut off and were just running in the streets by themselves trying to find other Americans. Yeah. In the middle of, of like, a horrible neighborhood, yeah. a horrible city. That happened. And they were just running around just trying to not get caught. Yeah. That's insane. I, uh... That's a really good one. Do you realize how stacked the cast is for Black Hawk Down? Oh, yeah. Every bit oh, part yeah. in that is like a guy who has two lines and then leaves is like Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Orlando Bloom. <laughs> yeah, Orlando yep. Bloom. Like one of his first roles ever was uh, Black Hawk Down. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of them are like people in their first roles or like yeah. really small actors at the time who yeah. ended up blowing up. So it's just like this weird, the stars aligned uh, like everybody in that is huge. Now what's his name? Greg Kinnear. Yep. Is in, uh, we were soldiers. Oh, okay. He's one of the main characters. Interesting. Cool. 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 Greg Kinnear, the, the funny family guy. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. What, <laughs> what, I, it sounds like we were both really into like war movies and like our teens. Well, I think a part of it, keep me on track here. Mm. I think a part of it is because we are Americans. Yeah. In America. There's a certain sense of like patriotism. Well, colonialism. No, 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 no. I mean, okay. You, you went there, not me, but more of, we have a very active history of military conflicts. Yeah. Very active. And there are interesting stories there and interesting fiction stories that could be told there. Yeah. And also since, uh, world war two, we were kind of always the, uh, well, actually, no, because actually, no, yeah, World War Two, biggest spenders of military budget. Yeah. Right? Like, we kind of, that was the whole, like, oh, be, like, be wary of the military industrial complex, blah, 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 I'm going to warn you about this, and we're going to, and we're just going to say, fuck you, we like the military. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, I think, maybe, maybe, I think maybe that's an American thing, because I don't think, I don't think if you go to Spain, it's like, hey, have you seen when we were soldiers? They're going <laughs> to yeah. be like, No. Yeah. Or Black Hawk Down is like, no. no I, we I don't, don't like war over yeah. here, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't glorify war. <laughs> yeah. Um We really like this love story movie about cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Julie and Julia? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I think I think that's a good point. Um Yeah. Yeah. Did I ever tell you that I almost joined the military? No. I think I told you that. That was an option for me, uh, for a little bit too. Because I was like, well, I'm not getting into college. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like in talks with a Navy recruiter. I was going to be a Navy, Navy boy. Yeah, I was going to be a Navy boy. Did you want to do anything specific or no? No. Oh, okay. Just uh, my cousin was a Marine. That's his thing. Uh, Air Force wasn't really my jam. And uh, the other ones didn't interest me either. But I was like, boats are cool. <laughs> I wanted to be an Army Ranger. Okay. Yeah, I could, I could see that for you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like, can't tell if that's a compliment or if that's like an insult. It's neither. It's, it's just neither? yeah. That's your uh, that's your Hogwarts house. <laughs> <laughs> Which branch of the military would you be in? Is the it's American the version of Hogwarts? Is the American the Navy? <laughs> mm, not Marines then. No, you could be a great Marine. Better be Air Force. <laughs> Oh. Oh. 
so stupid. Um, I was planning on getting. Uh, I, I was planning on doing uh, ROTC. Um, I was planning on joining as an officer and then working from an officer into uh, through army to be ranger. Um, and to be honest, that was because of Black Hawk Down. Yeah, because it was that's the, that's why they make those movies. Yep, it's because <laughs> it was the army rangers that were um, that were doing the not that anybody ever was making you know scared decisions but i forget the name of the two there were two army rangers one i think one was a sniper they Mm. were in a chopper for overwatch and when the first chopper went down and they were getting approached and by like enemy combatants they were requesting to be deployed Mm. they're like the two of us have overwatch we have the ability to get in there to set up a perimeter and command was like we're not going to order that because mm. we can't put the two of you down there without knowing that if anybody's alive against literally the entire city that's coming onto it yeah and then there was that scene in the movie where he said let me talk to them like and so the pilot handed comms to the to the rangers and they said do you know what you're asking for <laughs> with this with this request and they said yes sir they said, you do realize that if you get put down there, I cannot guarantee a time frame for you to get extracted. They said, we understand that, sir. And so he, brave. Where do I sign up? <laughs> and well, it, well, that was the thing, right? Because at that time in my life, I didn't know camaraderie like that. Mm. I never understood camaraderie to that level for somebody. Yeah. Right. And these were just completely different. Like I was like, they have a scene specifically the, earlier to show that the Rangers are kind of like these hot shots that yeah, exactly. everybody kind of doesn't like because they think they're better than everybody else. But then they'll get down in there. But then they go die for you. Yeah, so then you exactly. see shit like, but not that anybody else wouldn't. I mean, everybody in the military when you're in battle will do that. But that scene specifically, I was like, holy shit. Because in the movie, you have the Overwatch scene of seeing like they're literally surrounded by hundreds of people. And then yeah. it's just like, yeah, the two of us are going. Was Greg Kinnear in fucking Black Hawk down too? <laughs> Hold on. I think see. he was the pilot that let's was down. Let's see. Uh, Black Hawk down let me rattle off the fucking cast for this movie <laughs> i'm pretty sure josh hartnett uh number one ewan mcgregor tom sizemore rest in peace uh eric banna william fitchner uh ewan bremner uh sam shepherd gabriel cassius kim coates hugh dancy ron eldard i kind of recognize him uh oh Eowyn grufford mr fantastic from the first fantastic four <coughs> Um, bah, 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 a guy, a guy, Jason Isaacs, Lucius Malfoy, um, uh, Jeremy Piven. Holy shit. I forgot Jeremy Piven's in that. Yep. Richard Tyson, Nikolai Koster-Waldau, who's Jamie Lannister. Um, I think he was the one that requested. I think he played the sniper so. in the yeah, chopper. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh yeah, Tom Hardy was in that. I forgot. Yeah, I'm way down the cast list too. <laughs> Orlando Bloom. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Ty Burrell, the dad from Modern Family. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. So no Greg, no Greg Kinnear. Okay, but maybe it was uh, Nikolai Kosterwaldo. His name was Gordon. Okay, I don't know. Gordo, Gordo is the is call sign Gordo. I just read who directed this movie. Do you know who directed Black Hawk Down? Same guy that directed Training Day. No. Okay. Ridley Scott. Oh yeah, Ridley Scott. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is 
good. Now, I'm not going to say he's an underrated director. I think he's, he's not under appropriately rated. <laughs> I think he's appropriately rated. He's incredible. He could do anything. He directed The Martian, which every time I watch it, it gets higher and higher up my list of favorite movies of all time. Uh, Gladiator, Alien, Black Hawk Down. Like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking That's good. sci-fi, military, fantasy, <laughs> horror. He's he- he knows his shit. He's good. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, that was the scene. And then they got dropped down. And it was and, just, and you wanted to be an army ranger. And I, I wanted to be an army ranger. I was so into being an army ranger. I got uh, I got like an army history book. I was talking to a recruiter. I was like looking at ROTC programs. Wow. I was going. I was looking at school down south. Yeah. I was I was in. Damn. And then we went to Iraq. Mm. And that's when I went, ooh, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I'm going to tap the brakes real quick for a second. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Just give a little tippy chap. Why are we going to Iraq? And I was looking into that, and then I was thinking, uh, that's weird. I thought we were in Afghanistan. Now we're in Iraq. Cool. So it looks like as somebody who, now now that I'm older, I realize I'm not a huge fan of authority. Uh, at the time, I didn't realize that. As, yeah. as obviously, when the I was younger. The seeds were there, though. <laughs> the seeds of that <laughs> were there. And when that happened... And I thought, well, if I did, I don't agree with that decision. So, well, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> what do I do when I don't agree with decisions? Yeah. Uh oh. Uh, I have the option now of not being in the military to just go, I don't like that. And then I don't have to do anything about that. But yeah. if I was in the military, I'd have to literally go, I don't like that. I have to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. Yeah. I just thought uh, the Navy looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to sail the world. You didn't want to. I mean, yeah, traveling and sailing and, and like, Pearl Harbor didn't shake you up? Pfft, nah. <laughs> no, that was, that was a good movie. That was, that that was, was a good a, movie. That is an underrated movie. People can laugh at it you all they want. fast forward through the romance shit, but... The romance shit was good? Nah, it was... I mean, it was all That right. was still pretty good It was too shit. long. There was too much of it, and it was too romantic. There was that scene where they're in the bunker with all the hanging parachutes, and they're, like, oh, twirling around and smooching and stuff like that. Get the fuck out of here. Come but, on. Um, like the way they portrayed like the different like t- teams, I don't know, platoons, squadrons, or whatever in the military. Like there, Tom was, Sizemore's in that one too. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> it's a war movie. There's like the Fly Boys, the Boat Boys, the these guys, those guys, and like their camaraderie they have, and they go out drinking in Hawaii because they're like, hey, it's Pearl Harbor. They just put us here to fucking jerk off or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then when the shit goes down, like. The Cuba, action was incredible. Cuba Gooding Jr. was so good in that. The that the, scene when he steps up MVP. as the chef and you gra- and he like pop, 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 pop. yeah and he gets on the AA <laughs> and he takes down. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Which that was, that's that was a true story. Like that specific yeah. moment in Pearl Harbor was like this chef just hopped on a gun because the gunner died and shot down like three planes. Um, yeah, and they're like, "Well, we gotta make him a character." That's insane. <laughs> you know what terrified me? Mm. My cannonball leg. Uh, <laughs> sequence, which is funny because I was a lot older for Pearl Harbor, but it still fucking shook me. Yeah, the how much they focused on people drowning inside the those those ships. Yeah, the the big muscly dude who was trying to spin the thing, and yeah, 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 not yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do a. Uh, you got a few minutes left. Let's do a not war horror stories related palate cleanser here okay uh i wrote down lotr's future lord of the rings is future have okay. you have you heard about this shit in the news 
No. What War- happened? Warner Brothers. Okay. Bought all the rights to Lord of the Rings. When? Uh, like this week. How um, much? I don't know the the full deal, but um, okay. they have owned the video game rights for a while. And they okay. actually do some pretty good shit with the video games. Like they fill in little pockets of lore that are like empty and they kind of fill their... They fill some gaps and it fits. It makes sense. It's fun. And the, the games themselves are really good, but that's more up to the, the studios rather than the, the big conglomerate that owns them. Okay. But <clears throat> they bought the rights to everything. And it came out that, and I don't know how trustworthy the source is, but their plan is to like turn Lord of the Rings into Star Wars. So like have more installments and backstories for certain characters and spinoffs and blah, 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 um, which is uh, bullshit. It's going to be stupid bullshit, I think. But I just wanted to get your take. But on they this. want movies, not shows. They'll probably go shows, movies, <coughs> kind of whatever. Here's the thing. Yeah. Star Wars is you can. There's a universe with rules and characters and and context for lord of the rings yeah star wars is a little bit looser now yeah the second you step away from the skywalker saga there's a whole galaxy out there you can kind of write whatever story you want anyway so here's a question yeah this is this is actually a good question do you think the magic of lord of the rings was because of the original lord of the rings movies and what they were the first of their kind to do or do you think the power of lord of the rings is strong enough as a story and just uh, how it's delivered to be successful like this despite that. Oof. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. And I'm going to give you a third answer. Okay. Okay. (laughs) My answer is option C. Um, I think the books are timeless, ageless classics. I think it all stems from the the books, the four books, Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Hobbit is my favorite book of all time. Um, and then the Lord of the Rings is a masterpiece, uh, like undeniably, it's just everything about it. Um, like the story, the characters, the lore that it invents, all the stuff like that, all the, all the background, like frivolities that J.R.R. Tolkien made to lead to the Lord of the Rings and all the things that came after it and his mind just kept wandering and going and creating more stuff. I love all that stuff. I eat that shit up, Mm. but that's not what's good about it and what's going to sell about it what sold was the incredible trilogy of movies that peter jackson made based off the incredible trilogy of books and if the books weren't as good as they were the movies wouldn't have been as good as they were and peter jackson did it right and it was like a miracle the way that trilogy came together as well as it did to represent those books as well as it did um but I think the buying the rights to the whole shebang, like we have the Silmarillion now and the all the letters that J.R.R. Tolkien wrote to his kids and all the, the tales from the Shire and the extra secrets of Middle Earth and all those other books uh, that he wrote. Like there's interesting stuff in there, but there's not something nearly on par with The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Like, there's no other fantastic story there unless you get something, someone really creative, a really creative writer to adapt one of those things that has some, like, good bones and, like, fill it out as well as The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit were filled out because nothing is really there. There's, like, a cool history. Everything that's not one of those four books is, like, 
cool stories from history and you kind of it's as cool as you can make it in your head but like it's written more like a history book and there are some things that have a little bit more to a story uh to them and like how vast and how interconnected the world is is very interesting but i don't know it's it's going to be a tough sell for me i also rings of power I finally finished watching it. I don't even think I told you because it wasn't worth mentioning, but I finished that fucking Amazon show, season one of that show. It's so bad. It's so stupid. It's insulting. <laughs> like, Why is it bad? Because they, so they specifically got the rights to a chunk of the J.R. Tolkien rights, but nothing, nothing in the Silmarillion. They could not adapt anything in the Silmarillion which is a lot of what happens before the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. That's important. Um, But they had the rights to like characters and places and things like that. And the story that they decided to tell had some hints of some cool stuff, but then it's just generic. And then they touch. So this whole thing was supposed to be about the creation of the rings leading up to the creation of the one ring and the war that we saw in the like the uh, the prologue in the Lord of the Rings movies, yeah, like the Great War, Isildur, right? and stuff like that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but they've already just they've contradicted canon in like a huge to a huge degree, and I don't really want to spoil it in case anybody out there wants to see it or if, if you want to see it. But like, I'm not going to watch it. Huge monumental things of like, this is the history of this world. We all know that. We've all agreed that it's this. They just do it in a different way. And it's all about subverting fan expectations. And it's more just like, uh, that's not the way it fucking happened. (laughs) And we would have liked to see exactly how it's written in the book played out on screen. And you just decided not to do that. And that's not good. And the way you came up with is objectively worse for many reasons. Um, basically the how Sauron like snuck his way into the elves and gained their favor and helped them make the rings and stuff like that is done completely differently than how we know it was done. Um, and just, it's so stupid. There's some things that happen that don't make any sense. Was he like, I have brownies and they're like, Oh, we love brownies. Yes. I'm just going to say yes. That's, (laughs) that's pretty much it. Uh, Did you know you could make really powerful rings? Nom, 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 nom. That's it. That that would I would have preferred that. Oh no! <laughs> like it's it's it was basically that, uh, and like oh my god, I don't want to go on a rant about that dumb fucking show. It's gorgeous. The action was incredible, and it was so pleasing to look at. And that's it. That's all I could say about it. That was good. Um, yeah. Yikes. Anyway, but. Warner Brothers bought the rights to everything so they could do whatever they want. And there are some good nuggets in there that wouldn't step on the toes of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the Peter Jackson trilogy, which I don't think they should touch. I don't think they should do a Gandalf prequel or an Aragorn prequel or like a what happens when Aragorn is king now and like the the kingdom of Aragorn. Oh, but there's still a lot of orcs left to clean up. So let's make a show all about that, like a sequel, something like that. But um, there's stuff like a thousand years ago. That's like some really cool stories that parallel stories in Lord of the Rings, which is the reason why Tolkien wrote about them. It's kind of like history repeats itself and stuff like that. So there could be some cool like Star Wars prequely stuff that they do. Okay. Um, like basically like they could do the Lord of the Rings version of the Old Republic, <laughs> like <laughs> and tell some stuff like that. Lord of the Rings, Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's it's this group of orcs <laughs> like don't follow Sauron. <laughs> They're like, oh, we we're gonna go be farmers. <laughs> Speaking of Warner Bros, did you hear the Harry Potter stuff? Um, I don't think so. Enlighten me. Supposedly, yes, they're currently <gasps> negotiating, and they said they, uh, somebody said that they are more than confident they could, but they are still in talking uh, that phase of the negotiation. Just talking and positioning and proposing the idea of a movie with the original three. Okay, like a sequel. Okay. Uh, I think they're, they're going to do, what is it, Deathly Hollows? is it? The Cursed Child? I'm sorry, yeah, Cursed Child. Fuck that, god damn it. But having uh, the original three in it. Yeah, uh, D- Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then, <laughs> wow, you went from elated to whatever. No, that like weird smile thing I did, that was like the nervous emoji well, I, I never smile. read Cursed Child. It's absolute dog shit it's it's when everybody declared of like okay jk rowling obviously has lost her mind and she can't write for shit anymore like what what happened uh what happened in that book why is it so bad believe it follows either harry's son or draco's son i think it's harry's son harry's son i think goes into slytherin and yeah um because you've seen the movies right remember the the beginning 19 years later but dad, what if I'm sorted into Slytherin? Everyone's like, what the fuck is this scene? Oh, it's because J.K. Rowling was about to release a book where his son gets sorted into Slytherin. So it was like a, it was like a Marvel post-credit scene, but buy my shitty book. <laughs> that was a, well, that was a from play, the play itself. Well, that was from the book itself. In the, the book itself, at the end of the last book of Harry Potter, that's when he kneels at the station and tells his kid, like, I'm 99% sure that is not in the book. That scene was added for the movie. I'm pretty sure the the movie ends with like after the Battle of Hogwarts. They're like, "All no, right, everybody, let's get back to work." That's when he's like, "Oh, you're Severus, blah 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 blah." That's in the movie. That's in the book. You're thinking of the movie. I'm thinking of the book. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. How does Harry Potter books end? Uh, the epilogue. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You asked for it. Interesting. Does Harry Potter have a happy ending? What happened in the end of Harry Potter? The end of Harry Potter series was bad opinion. <laughs> uh, book seven, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. I don't know. I, it is unclear from this original Google result that that does happen in the book. Um, we'll, we'll figure it out off air. I'll put yes or no at the end of the podcast description <laughs> so go read that if you want to if you want to see what the result is okay fair um, enough but uh, the cursed child is famously bad it is infamous but did you read it no then how do you know it's bad because Rod Tomatoes gave it a six <laughs> no because everybody every single thing I've heard about it is bad it was a you, play you with the this, play was shit oh the, then they released the screenplay everyone's like holy shit I can't believe I read that to the biggest fans of Harry Potter like you you've consumed everything skip this it's bad it's so bad but gotta make that money gotta get gotta get butts in those seats 
Got what it. if they do a Last of Us style? Hey, we're actually going to rewrite the story of Cursed Child with the movie. And the I mean, that's what they have to do. If they make it, they need to pitch it to fans of like, we fixed it though. <laughs> we made what if the Cursed Child was good? We made that. But that's going to be a tough sell. I mean, I'm not going to immediately say, no, I'm never going to watch that. But they have to prove that they fixed that dog shit screenplay. I think you got to read the book before you can say this. I'm not going to do that. You're just doing this. You're just Fuck, doing, I want you're to, just doing your rotten I tomato have, lifestyle. <clears throat> oh, have, if the reviews say the following, then that they must be right. I can't have an opinion. If the reviews and all the fans I've ever heard talk about it. Nobody like it is the fans hated Phantom Menace. No. People have Yes, they, oh yes they did. I mean they did, but people <laughs> have people have turned around on that. Oh, I People know. are like, oh, Darth Maul is awesome. Qui-Gon oh, Jinn is really cool. The seeds yeah. that it plants are good. Oh, the yeah. politics are actually yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. There yeah. are some bad parts. Yeah. Jar Jar Banks sucks. And some there are some uh, People shit. like Jar Jar now. No, nobody likes Jar Jar. Yes, they do. People no, like no, Jar Jar no. now. Oh, big boobies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, nobody. I have not read Yet. a single comment. Yet. Yet. It wasn't even Yet. this unanimous for Phantom Menace. Yet. Even then, people were like, I liked it as a kid. I've read nothing. Nobody likes it. Okay. And I'm so mad at myself right now because I have two Audible credits burning a hole in my account. And I'm probably going to spend one on The Cursed Child just so I could have someone read it to me. So I could be like, I listened to the whole fucking thing and it was worse than I thought. <laughs> it was terrible. And I'm going to do that and I'm going to come back and spite you. I'm going to experience this It's going to be so shit. funny when you come back and you go, it wasn't as bad as everybody was bitching about. Here's the deal. It's I will tell funny. the truth. If it was like, yeah, it had some interesting parts, I will tell you that. And I'm extremely confident that it won't. <laughs> you have not seen episode two of The Mandalorian. You got to watch episode two and three, because so we can oh, yeah, start talking week, about this. Next show. week will be three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, episode one, we can say, I think uh, very easily we can agree upon. It's fantastic. Fantastic. It's back. I'm glad it's back. It set a lot of seeds. You know, it set up that classic kind of what the Mandalorian is known for, like side quest, side quest, side quest, side quest. <laughs> you accomplished your goal. Yeah. Um, there was a all lot. All I'll say about episode two is that I don't think this season's going to follow that trope. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think they just get straight to the point in this season, and okay. I'm very excited to see where it goes from here. How many episodes is this? Seven? I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. Uh, this was episode 17 just came out, which means... There is seven or eight, and then seven or eight, and then episode 16 was the premiere, and this was 17, so probably seven or eight. Okay. I'm I'm very excited to hear what you think about it. There is a... Uh, I, I geeked out hard uh, in, in this episode. I, I said to my fiance, we don't deserve this show <laughs> at the end of the episode, so I'm very excited to hear what you think about it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Pedro Pascal's been pretty busy, huh? Yeah, huh? We get double doses of Pedro Pascal for a couple weeks. Well, also not to mention, um, he had these two, and then he had that movie with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Unbearable All weight of massive talent. Just back to back to back to back. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been he's, nonstop. He's here. He's A-list, and he deserves it. He's so good. He's on uh, Hot Ones. I saw that. That came out today. That. Jonathan Majors has been... He's another big one. He's ramping up. Yeah, as we talked about last it. week. I love these. These new incredible names. Incredible new yeah. names. Yeah, I mean newish. 
Jonathan well, Majors has been around for a minute. Pedro Pascal's in Game of Thrones like f- six years ago or something. I thought he was like a minor character in Game of Thrones. Minor-ish. He was in one season. Yeah. But yeah. Whew. The golden age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have Mandalorian next week. And we'll have Training Day next week. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a good one. And um, thank you for... Uh, we've we've noticed a couple ratings coming in. Thank you for doing that. Thank you! Thank you very much. Woo. We could we could still use it. <laughs> uh, so, if, as, especially on Apple uh, Podcasts. If you have Apple Podcasts, just do me a favor. Even if you're driving right now. I mean, keep your eyes on the road. But, like, glance down at your phone. Scroll down to the bottom. Just just give us a rating. You don't have to, like, write a whole review. But that, uh, that average could be bumped up a little bit. Appreciate it. And then... Um, and then uh, share this with your friend. If if you have that friend who loves war movies <laughs> from the 90s and 2000s, this is the episode for them. And we will uh, see you next week where we'll finally, hopefully, talk about the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. And training day. And training day. Ooh, I, it's going to be a good one, folks. It's going to be a good one. Bye. Dun 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 dun. Sorry. I was gonna say check 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 it out. Oh, okay. And then you say. Dun 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 dun. That's perfect. That's what I was hoping you were gonna say.